0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit burningdogradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio.
1: Paul the Apostle, chapter 17 of the book of Acts, had been snuck out of the city of Berea due to great persecution. It seemed that Paul was on the brunt end of that kind of persecution in each one of his stops on this second missionary journey. Having arrived now in Athens by himself, he was waiting for Timothy, Silas, and the others to catch up with him there in the city of Athens. While he was waiting, as Paul most often did, it seemed, he began to share the gospel with the people out on the street. He began to speak with Epicureans and the Stoics, two sects of people uh, that were religious in nature, but certainly far apart from each other, and certainly far apart from Christianity. We pick it up in verse 19 of our text, and it says, they, the Stoics and the Epicureans, took hold of him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, may we know what this new teaching is, which you are speaking about. For you bring certain strange things to our ears. We want to know therefore what these things mean. And now all the Athenians and the strangers living there spent their time in nothing else, but either to tell or to hear something new. Now the Areopagus or Mars Hill as it's commonly called today was, I guess in a form, the coffee house of their day. This was a place where the great ideas of the first century were debated. Politics and religion, philosophy, morality, pleasure and pain. Everything was open for discussion, not necessarily to seek an ultimate truth, but simply for the joy of the exchange. It was like a big chocolate bar, eaten for the pleasure of its taste, certainly not for the nourishment. But in many ways, this Areopagus is Mars Hill. Is very reminiscent of our own day again verse 21 says the athenians and the strangers living there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new and that sounds like our day for sure in verse 22 we read paul stood in the middle of the areopagus and said you men of athens i perceive that you are very religious in all things for as i passed along and Observe the objects of your worship. I also found an altar with this inscription, quote, to an unknown God, end quote. What therefore you worship in ignorance, I announce to you. Now, Paul here recognized the residents of Athens were indeed quite a religious bunch, if you will. But that's a long way from a born again relationship with Christ, although it is indeed a religion just the same. Paul acknowledged the innumerable number of idols that he saw throughout Athens and remarked specifically about one therein that he found labeled to the unknown God. Because the Athenians were trying to have a God for every uh, possible scenario, every possible situation, they wanted to be sure that they didn't forget anyone, and then therefore it was quite natural for them to take that extra leap And to create a special place to worship the unknown God, the one that maybe they forgot about. Verse 24 says, The God who made the world and all the things in it, Paul said, being Lord of heaven and earth, doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He isn't served by men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he himself gives to all life and breath and all things. He made from one blood every nation of men. To dwell on all the surface of the earth, having determined appointed seasons and the boundaries of their dwellings. Verse 27 That they should seek the Lord, if perhaps they might reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. For in him we live and we move and we have our being. And some of your own poets have said, For we are also his offspring. Verse 29, but being then the offspring of God, we ought not to think of the divine nature that it is like gold or silver or stone engraved by art and the designs of men. The times of ignorance therefore God overlooked, but now he commands that all people everywhere should repent because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained, of which he has given assurance to all men in that he has raised him from the dead." Now Paul begins to give these intellectuals the banter that they desired. He tells them of this unknown God that they had unknowingly acknowledged. In vivid and picturesque language, Paul here presents mankind on the journey of life's search to find out just who that God is. In truth, a God that, according to Paul, is right here beside each one of us. He kind of, in this dialogue, starts at the beginning. He starts at creation. He speaks of God's nature and purpose in our being, the predestination of our time upon this worth, as well as the... Uh, built-in limits of our days. He emphasizes the repentance that is crucially turning away from our life of sin. Paul's understanding of a real and living relationship with Jesus Christ is fully manifested in his words. Quote, For in him we live and move and have our being. Verse 32 says, Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, We want to hear you again concerning this. Now, the concept of the resurrection, something supernatural that was really beyond their grasp of understanding and control, it was just simply too much for many of these guys. I mean, they were realists. They were unwilling to place their faith in anything that they could not touch or see or explain. As Romans one twenty two says, professing themselves to be wise, they were made fools. That was a
0: daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit Believerstogether.com.